Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your father. He told me enough. He told me to kill me. Griff Carger said you were coming there. We have your border. I like those odds. Hello, bonjour, and welcome to Forest Moon Radio, an X-Wing Miniatures podcast. Forest Moon Radio is a twice-monthly podcast talking about all things Star Wars, with a huge emphasis on the X-Wing board game. So yes, as we were saying... Yeah, Ladrian's saying there was no issues with audio for us, but it's just, uh, it was just issues for us, apparently. Weird. Okay. Well, I think okay. we were, uh, Atreides was telling us, Talking about, about the to bid. tell us. Yes, the bid. That's right. Yes. And I'm trying, so yeah, they announced that the bid system will be gone. And instead, yay. They I know, I love that fact. And that somehow, they haven't really gone into all the details from what I understand about turn order, how they're going to do it. It's going to be kind of a randomish turn order. And instead, deficit scoring, where you're giving up the points you're not bringing. I mean, if you beat me. Yes. The big, um, all the drama's coming from, because I, I 100% agree with the deficit scoring. You take a bid just to make sure that you are going first which was just how it's always worked, but the points that you bid are automatically given to your opponent. So I personally think that that was probably a good place to start. But just taking away the whole guaranteeing first player, as well as deficit scoring, uh, that was a whole lot to drop on everybody at once, and that's kind of why we're getting uh, some like from some people are saying they really don't like that idea. Like, I, I I love the scoring points from points that your, your opponent didn't use, but not guaranteeing first player for yourself can is going to off. Like, it's fine for me, for my personal play style. I don't mind. But for a lot of people, it's going to it's gonna rub them the wrong way, especially uh, some ace players where you, you really want to move last. But if you're flying I-6s, it's... Like, how often do you run into other I-6s? Does it really happen that often? And, I mean, and if you're an I-6 running into another I-6, is it technically, like, some people will say that's a guaranteed loss right there. But, or if they're not going last, but I don't think that's the case, as long as, because player skill also comes into effect, and, and luck as well. I mean, it is a dice game. I mean, well, I, I like that fact. I... I've, I don't like... It's going to be a a lot of getting used to. I mean, I always feel if I have points and slots open, I would rather fill that those slots with something that's, you know, can help me than worry about a bid. Because I'm never going to run, like, if someone really wants a bid pass, they'll get it. They'll run, like, stupid low, like, 192 or even lower. And I'm not that type of player. So I just figure, Mm -hmm. fill up to 200 and... 
I have more toys now than you. Yeah, I think that's also list list dependent. Like, yeah. So if you're at 200 and somebody's running at 189, you should technically have an advantage. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, I mean, do you though? By the numbers, yes. But then it depends on what you're flying. Still, right. It does. Yes. Yeah. Because some things I mean, are I, I, obviously going like, to be undercosted. As someone who likes two ship lists, and I've flown with the bid. Uh, sometimes it's more because with two ships, how am I going to get to 200? It's not going to change that play style. I don't. I also don't mind. I hope they go. If they do, they, I, I think there's no decision made. But I would prefer if they went to, um, you know, you just alternate uh, first player. I think that's the most fair, which is still fine. Every second turn, you're the first player. And again, like on some lists, like like I'm thinking of this weekend, I flew. Boba Fett and Fen. Uh, I could probably fill up all the slots and get to almost 200, but Fenrau's never going to shoot a torpedo, and I can't ever see shooting a torpedo with Boba Fett either, because when would I take a target lock? So wh- why Fair. put it? Like, wh- why carry the card? You know what I mean? But it, it's just, no, I it's get just that. my personal... No, it's, I get it, that fully. Yeah, and it's not... It's, it, again, it's just that type of list, right? Like, if I... If I had three Imperial Aces, well, now you might as well go to 200. I think you can probably fill that type of Ace list all the way to 200. Um, I'm only just talking about my two-ship lists. And again, like Luke said, you hardly ever run into that. I don't think it'll stop, I don't think it'll stop those lists from being flown. Yeah. And again, I have no problem with these rule changes. I think they're, they're totally fine. Um, the other yeah. news... I mean, they announced that they're going to have a ban-restricted list, which, I mean, people have been waiting and talking about for a while. I think that will be cool. Like, it kind of goes with the pips. So, I think we kind of already have restricted when they... But there's ships that don't have... There's stuff that don't doesn't have pips that they could have put pips on now. Well, what do they mean by a ban-restricted list? So, no matter what mode you're flying in hyperspace or extended it's just a, uh, a card you can't use so there are certain cards that i could see that are still getting played that um are that they're trying to price out of uh, fft was trying to price out a gameplay that are still getting we're not going to do this plays, to pilots such though, as are we? luke gunner or supernatural reflexes um well, i guess it depends i don't think that there's i mean there's zam but it really depends. I'm sure they're not going to get rid of pilots, at least not right away. And no. I hope that they're not like trigger happy with the extended list or with the ban list. But I'm I'm sure it'll okay. be fine. So to use and I'm sure it'll another, be cards that we really don't need. To use um, another AMG game as an example, in Marvel Crisis Protocol, in the first set in your core set, you had a card called Drop Off, which would let you put another character in range one, like you, it had some rules to it, right? But as you're releasing more characters, drop off became too powerful for like, you would always include that card in this list, in these things. There's, you would all, there's no reason to take any other card but that card. So what they did was they put that card on the ban list. 
but then they release another card that works similar to it, but it's not as powerful. Okay, that's uh, that. Hmm. So, Crisis Protocol is the game with the Marvel superheroes, right? Yes. Okay. My my worry with a banned restricted list is not so much for upgrades, but pilots. Like, like let's let's right. let's pretend it's one again, and Dengar is you know what Dengar was. Oh, everybody wants him banned. Okay, we're just going to put Dengar in the banned list. I, I don't want that to happen. They have never, like, Marvel has not banned one of their characters. Okay, then then I'm less worried. It was like, through, like, like, I don't know Crisis Protocol, but, like, the, the Hulk is so strong. We're just going to put him in the banned list, yes. you know? It, it, they, it, it was, you get upgrade cards, kind of, that you keep in your hand. Like, you make a deck of four cards like a hand of four cars that you can use. And they noticed that drop off was being included in every single like combination. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, that is, that's not what we want. Right. And, and just you describing that card, I can already picture how it would, the more the game grows, the more it would get out of hand, sort of like push the limit back in 1.0. That would have been maybe today a banned card. And I can or see why they might have banned push the limit and introduced a different push the limit that well, they did. They, they changed it to 2.0 yeah. and now we have linked actions. You know I mean? It's hope. kind of the same thing. It's just a, it's a way it kind of, you don't get that card, but some of those ship chassis have that yes. ability to do two actions, but there's also the, you know, usually there's a stress involved. And that's exactly what might like. So they re- like, they released a different version of the card drop off that can only be used by like this affiliation, this one affiliation. So we might see them release like standardized cards. That's like, if they choose a card, that's like, this card is banned because everyone has it. But here's a standardized upgrade you can put on these ships that it's the same thing, but now it can only be used for these ships. Because they also talked about wanting more standardized upgrade options like that. For for X-Wing? Is that what you mean? Yeah, for X-Wing. So you could like ban advanced sensors on on certain ships, but like keep it available for um, pilots that don't abuse use it too much yeah but then we already like yeah but from what i'm hearing it's uh i'm just saying um from what i've been seeing is people are okay with banning cards that help with pre-maneuvers but i shouldn't i don't think they um, need to be like like there's a lot of cards i don't know i think they're not going to be knee-jerk with it and like ban all that i hope not yeah definitely takes some time to think and can cards come back or i I don't know yeah it's a rotating like it is a rotating list. Okay. Oh, that's that's okay. I mean, and, you and again, even uh, think of it I've like l- hyperspace type thing. Right, which is kind of what I thought. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, I guess we we maybe thought FFG had different plans for hyperspace and uh, extended, but but yeah, as long as the ship chassis aren't going to be uh, thrown in there very often, I'm I'm all right with that. No, and Marvel has only one card on their ban list, and they have like two or three cards on their restricted list. And the restricted list is just like the pips. You can't have more than one of these cards. That's interesting. Restricted. Okay, so so I was... Uh, I guess I didn't uh, understand what they meant by restricted. That's that's cool. So maybe... Well, I don't know what card would qualify for that in X-Wing. Again, maybe they, you know, they're just pre... Or it might uh, be... Putting their ducks like, in a row for future. You know, they, they may not have anything in mind to ban or restrict right away. 
or restrict discipline. Instead of six, you can only have three. That is that the Imperial? Um, yeah. Yeah. But they had other news too, right? They did. Totally. Um, another news for rules wise, they said that they have looked at tournaments. So that's a good thing that they've said. Like we've wa- looked at tournaments, and we've noticed that tournament play usually twelve rounds is what you get. So for kitchen table game, like the casual game, they're going to introduce a um rule a turn limit. Now this one I find a little I don't know meh. I mean I'm I I I'm not angry or excited by this in any way. Yeah. I, if it's not affecting the tournaments, then anyone I really don't care. Yeah, it's not affecting anyone that already goes to a game store or plays in tournaments. It's well, literally there's... just affecting the at home casual gamers. Yeah, and, and and again, if you're an at home casual gamer, do what you and want. Even... If you want to go longer than twelve rounds, go. I mean, if you don't, although it isn't, I guess I suppose it. It could affect, um, it could increase pace of play, you know, maybe See, uh, slow playing. I, but. I'm, I like the 12 turn. I like that idea because how many times are you like stuck in a game? Well, if we think in 1.0, oh, I remember watching a finals in 1.0 of a regional where the guy was flying Corrin Horn and he would just come in, shoot, run away, regen. Go in, shoot, run away, regen. And it just lasted forever. Yeah, I, I could see that being dull. But but if it's not going to be uh, enforced in a tournament, then it's, that's not right. going to affect something like that. But but I also, like my, I, I you know, I, again, it's not a list I fly a lot, but I have flown Y-Wings and Tugboats. Well, they kind of love going one forward straight, you know? And it could take four rounds for me just to get to you to engage. And that's not... I didn't try to slow play you. I'm just playing Y-Wings and Tugboats. But again, it's a casual game. If we want to go 13 or 14 rounds, we can do that. I mean, I'm cool with just thinking if, you know, a league night and you want to get as many games in as you can, yeah, set that turn limit instead of 75 minute time hit that if you play fast and that turn limit there are lists too like we have a couple guys who like swarms uh you know the tie swarm or a drea swarm i don't mind a 12 round limit against that list well yeah it discourages people from just like slow slow playing it it, i mean i'm fine with it too now now you got my vultures uh shivering in their boots (laughs) What else news-wise? Uh, they released... They talked about uh, new different play styles, play modes. Yeah, yeah, the, um, that's always interesting. I know I know. Uh, around here, one of our local members is trying to get some... Uh, is they, they mentioned... Uh, did the, was, was did a scenario play come up? Is that... Yes. Something they mentioned? Yeah, because there's a guy around here trying to get uh, Heroes of the Arturi Cluster going again as, a, as a, maybe a weekly play style or... It's always interesting when they do stuff like that. You gotta, you, we've just got to try it first and see if we like it, right? They can introduce whatever they want, but it has to, it has to really be liked by the, the, the community to take off. They announced one that I'm looking for. It's uh, like Kick the Droid. Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah, everybody uh, on the Twitch, we were calling it Hutball. Hutball is... Uh, Hutball! 
in Star Wars. That MMO. is a a sport from uh, which which game was it? Uh, Old Republic. It was their online PvP. Yeah, Knights of the Old Republic. It's an actual. Um, yeah. So I've been just calling it Huffball. Because so I, I think that, of, like, uh, Jabba it, it's a look, uh, neat looking. Um, it, it's it like in Old Republic. It was a fun like PvP, uh, team against team type thing. Okay. And you ran around trying to score like the ball in, and this is pretty much what it is. It actually, um, I really like the sound of this, and I I probably will want to play it. It actually got me thinking, like, we can just make our own X-Wing modes, like, whenever we want. We have so many different um, tools at disposal, like bombs and remotes and stuff like that that we can use as objectives. Um, so I was actually putting together, in my mind, um, X-Wing Quidditch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> where you would actually have a three-player game. So you would have two players. They would both bring three ships lists, maybe a max of 150 points, and they would all have to be like the same ship type. And then I would just, probably to make it balanced, make everybody three attack, two defense, five hull, or something like that. But you just like pick the ship that you love to fly the most. And that's your Quidditch players. And then you would have um, three hoops on your side of the board where the scoring is. And in the middle of the board, you would have a third player who would, uh, um, as of right now, I'm thinking a probe droid from the Separatists would be a Quaffle. And uh, there would be two of those controlled by an, uh, by a third player that would just fly around the board with the two straights to two banks. And the uh, the first two players would need to overlap those to catch them. And then you could also have another two token used as a snitch and they can move it three straights or three banks that but that's a bit smaller and harder to catch maybe like a buzz joy token but it, it kind of got me thinking like we can just we don't need amg to make us a game we can just keep putting together our own modes like that sounds so much like, fun uh, like i've seen people they've done x-wing mario kart yeah and i i just keep thinking to myself ooh, i could like laminate like a, a three foot long page with hoops on it and I could print off a bunch of those, and everybody could have their own hoops set up and ready to go. It, it would just, with any creativity block, the only thing stopping you is sitting down and actually writing it down. So I just need to write down the rules and try it out sometime. And then I can share it with everybody. Well, like, I, see, works. I'm thinking about this, because you could have two ships that are your beaters or whatever it's called. Yeah, they're called beaters, right? In Quidditch? Uh, yeah. And, uh, then, and then you have your Seeker. Yeah, the beaters have more attack power. Yeah, and um, so I was kind of thinking about it. Like, you would probably, if you're trying to get the Quaffle or the Snitch from somebody, you would have to probably just, your ship has guns, so you would yeah. shoot them. And if you dealt a damage to them, they would, um, the Drop third the player would pick a direction on the ship. And then drop, yeah, drop the quaffle from one of those directions. I so it it is. <laughs> That's the, fun. It's yeah. the goal of the third play to not let anyone catch you. Um, but yeah, and then 
you would register a certain amount of points for each thing going into a hoop. Or if uh, and if you do end up killing a ship, or maybe they would just have infinite health. Maybe I would just do infinite health and shooting is just for making them drop yeah. the the quaffle or the snitch. Because I was thinking well, if they didn't have health, the then you would wins. just respawn. But if they had infinite health, it wouldn't matter. Whoever catches the snitch yeah. just wins. Right, which probably is... Well, I mean, the snitch, doesn't it just give you 100 points? Which pretty much oh, makes you no, win you, anyway. The game doesn't end until you catch the snitch. That's how you end the game. You catch the snitch. Because you can catch the snitch and okay, still lose. Okay, so a uh, game of Quidditch could last forever. Oh, wait a minute. No, that's right. No, you no, no. Is it a points game? Man, I haven't... It is a points sure games game, can end without catching the snitch. It no, because in ends that when book, someone catches a snitch. Yeah, the game ends when you catch the snitch, but it is still a points game, because in that... That fourth book, that's what happens at the beginning of that book. That Victor Crumb character, he catches the snitch, but the Irish team still wins. Oh, geez. Okay, that was too much, uh, too much Harry Potter nerd, nerding out there. I do. 150 points. The snitch is worth 150 points. So, and when you score a quaffle, is that what, 10 probably points? Probably just one. Pro- all that, uh, geez, I don't know. It's just a regular, whatever our regular goal is. So you probably have to make it. You would have to make it really difficult to catch the snitch. Then, if yes, the snitch is just uh, a buzz droid and it can only fly through one direction, but it can move at three speeds. Maybe it'd be allowed to flee the battlefield and come back. I don't a know. Yeah, because it would have to be ten points. Ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you want, you want it to be very difficult to catch that. Thank you. This was my TED talk. And now we have overlapped. <laughs> what? Uh, what's it called? Uh, fan service. Yeah, but yeah, that's that's all that's been in my head. Like this, you know, your own game announcement. Uh, I'm really excited to try uh, X-wing Rocket League too. And uh, from there, um, there's a few more announcements for they announced some stuff for the Razor Crest. We have ships. Yes. Uh, very excited about this. Finally, going to be able to possibly put together uh, just a Mandalorian squad. Yeah, and we'll have to see. There's some, <laughs> there's some, a, a specific crew card that I'm not sure is good yet. So let, let okay, me just. Okay, so uh, let's talk about the, these ships. Yeah, man. Which, which card is it, Luke, that you're talking about? Uh, Grogu or the. Oh, but it. Child. But it's epic see. only, right? No, I don't think so. Oh, I thought someone on Discord posted that that uh, it's for epic play. I'm just trying to bring up a picture of it so that I'm not uh, spreading false information. Okay, so let's just talk. Let's start with the Razor so, Crest. The stats for the the three forward front arc, it has yeah, two I, defense dice. Oh, hold on. You, you cut out just a sec there, Luke. Can you start over with the Razor Crest? Yep. It's uh, yeah, it's uh, three forward attack die, two defense die, seven hull, and two shields. And I believe that we only have the one pilot spoiled we, right now, which is the Mandalorian. Yep. Pilot skill five. Uh, his ability... While you defend or perform an attack, if you are in the front 
arc at range one or two of two or more enemy ships. You may change one of your blank results to an I result. And that seems pretty good. Seems all right. Uh, he has some good actions. I mean, focus, evade, target lock. Those three are white. Barrel roll is red. So it's a medium base. So it's like a mix of a fire spray and a chemogelia. Seeing, oh, I know it's medium base, but I'm seeing like a, it's only got one health less than a shadow caster. It has what one but extra? It's a very, it has one uh, more agility than a chemogelia. Yeah, yeah, it's more. It's more um, comparable to a Kimogila, you're right, especially considering the medium pace. But yeah, this guy is going to be pretty tanky, unless he blanks out, of course, but he seems like a good jouster. Uh, his dial, um, if y'all have seen it. I think I remember uh, a stop. Hearts, it has a uh, stop. Red stop. So it has, for turnaround. Yeah, I'm looking at it on Twitter right now. Yeah. It's a red stop two talent rolls, and a 5k. So what I would like to see, I, what, and what, what are the red uh, maneuvers on? What are the red, uh, uh, yeah, the red... The other reds, you have hard ones okay. and hard threes. Okay, so what I would like, and I, I'm just, you know, this is just out of my head. In If you've watched The Mandalorian, there's an episode where he gets hired by some uh, some some scumbags and he lets uh, the droid fly the ship. I don't know if you guys remember that yeah. episode. Anyways, the droid flies super, super specifically, and they have him do it because only he can pilot the ship in that way. So I was hoping that that droid would be a pilot, and his ability would be to reduce the difficulty of your red maneuvers because he flies better. He flies that ship better than anybody. Yeah. But that's just, you know, I'm just, no, that wasn't announced. I didn't see that anywhere. I'm just, well, that's just me wishing. The blues are terrible on this thing. Are they? One like straight, two straight, three straight, four straight. Oh. Yeah. So I'm getting maybe, vibes maybe be... like the uh, Republic Y-Wing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, where it's like you're only getting the blues on the straight maneuvers. But I mean, that's okay. You don't. You definitely don't want to see a panic pilot on this guy. I mean, you're but kind I mean, of telegraphing exact. If you do a red maneuver, you're telegraphing that you're going to be going straight next turn. Yeah, unless there's uh, yeah, there's no no droid slot. There's nothing to help. Yeah, with that mm, difficult. I'm but, I'm assuming there's going to be a card with this pack that helps with the dial. Other otherwise, I am going to exclusively be taking L three three seven on this ship. Just to, yes. just so that I have those banks. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because that would be uh, worth a lot. Like on this ship, that would be worth a lot more than just the uh, the four points that she's worth. So we know that it will have a crew slot. I, I'm pretty sure. Did they announce the full loadout? Oh, wait, no. I'm thinking because. 
Well, there's another um, card that we're going to talk about that takes two crew to get out to get onto the ship. Is that, um, is that okay. Grogu? Like it's a double crew upgrade. No, Grogu's just no, one that's, crew. Yeah, Grogu. Grogu's just one. But yeah, it'll be um, it'll be interesting to see the exact stats of this ship. But we can go, so go I'm uh, straight onto the the child here. That's um, I have it right in front of. For I'm just interested for the Razor Crest to see what the title will do. Oh, interesting, yeah. If we're going to get a title. I assume we will. Probably. Because because that's the Razor Crest. The ship is not... Is the ST-70 assault ship. Okay, they gave it a name. I I, I was curious. Yeah, We'll we'll, we'll finally start to get some lore on the ship. Because (laughs) we did get a couple... Remember the beginning of the one episode where... um, he did almost like a, a break in reverse and then shot right behind the one yes. bounty hunter and took him out. Um, I'm wondering if the title will somehow allow uh, your straight maneuvers to become a reverse maneuver. Ooh, that would be cool. But I mean, here he d- it kind of already shows that because he does have a stop, which is I'm pretty sure all he did was just stop and the- up and let him fly past him. Or did he reverse and let the engines like reverse him? I would have to watch that episode again. Yeah, I kind of thought it was a full stop. I like think he that just... he uh... and, and then the guy blows by him, and then you fire, right? Like, yeah, I feel like I've seen that in other movies before. But the title might somehow affect the dial as well. Would be nice. Yeah, you never know. So let's talk about the child. So we got a uh, a new crew, and it comes with it's. The only crew besides Yoda that has two force points. But it's a weird two force points. It has that stipulation. Yeah, it's non-recurring force points. Uh, So the setup reads, after placing forces, choose an opponent condition to two of their ships. And you lose your force loss, lose the recurring icon after you defend if you suffered attack or suffer damage during that attack, recover one force. So it's like a, hot, a soft hate, but you're not recovering force every round. And the Merciless uh, Pursuit... After you perform... Um, I have this right your, here. Yeah. It just says, after you perform an attack, if the defender is equipped with the child, you may acquire a lock on the defender. Wait, say that again? So you assign this card to an enemy. After you perform an attack, if the defender is equipped with the child, you may acquire a lock on the defender. So I'm giving you a lock on me after yes. I shoot you? So Sounds interesting, but I don't like it. Yeah, like, so if you're flying against somebody that, and you're like, here, this TIE fighter gets merciless pursuit. And the TIE Fighter shoots at you. You're giving that TIE Fighter a lock. On you? Yeah. I don't get it. It's... I think it's to justify giving you two force. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't get it either. Yeah, so it better be cheap. Like, how much... How much do we for it? I would pay, I would pay more for Zam than this. Oh yeah. 
So max three. At this point, it better be three. Just don't take it. I... Yeah, because it, it depends on the ship. Honestly, uh, if it's a zero agility ship anyway, and you're getting those horseback all the time, and might be worth it. And if you're on like a decimator where you're able to uh, fire out your broadside, it might it might be. But even then, I, okay. if I'm flying a decimator, I don't want to give you locks on me. Yeah, why do I want to give you rerolls if I have no friggin' green dice? Like I don't, I don't. Don't get shot. Okay, with a decimator, <laughs> try it. Uh, it Just don't get shot. You, it's fine. It gives you two force. Oh, that's just so. But there. But so what? Yeah, it takes I away. You only... You're recurring. Even if you have recurring, it takes it away. Oh, even if so. Wait, what? It would take away the recurrence of another force. Yeah. If I had some other force too. So if you were like a ship with a force. Yeah. If you put it on a force user, you're gonna massage. Let's say. Yeah, you lose the recurring force. Oh, I'm not taking this card. <laughs> it, uh, unless there's something else that we don't see yet. We've seen it, like. And you put I'm, Merciless Pursuit on two other ships. Okay, right. hear me out. Hear me out. This on... Never mind, it doesn't work. Never mind. Okay. I was going to say, put good. this on Maul, but that's... Okay. It, it can't go there. Nope. Like, put Maul it on a, the, uh... a Sith Infiltrator with hate. Put it on what? That'd be hilarious. I, there's nothing. Like, there's absolutely, in my opinion, nothing. Who knows? It might be good on, I guess, uh, the Mandalorian. So you put this on the Mandalorian, and if you're in two of their bullseye, if you're in two of their arcs, you get to change a blank to an eye, and then you spend a force... And you'll take like one damage and you'll recover that force, it still seems bad. I guess it's also matchup dependent. If you're faced off a bunch of against a bunch of M3As or Vulture Droids that only shoot two dice, it's not a big deal to give two target locks away. No, but if you're up against Sunter and But almost Nautilus, you really don't want this to happen. <laughs> you're playing against Sunterfell and one other ship. Well, you have to put it on two ships, you're giving Sunterfell now a lock whenever it shoots you. This is I mean, if Zam is worth four points, this needs to be worth, I think, one. But they're not gonna, they're not gonna have you pay. Oh, but they, I don't know, man. It's, yeah, I guess you get two force, but <laughs> you can only use them probably once. All right, that's kind of a Th that exists. That guy, I think. Yeah, yeah. that exists. What's the other? What's, the, what's the one that's two crew? Let's get onto a different card. One that we like. Um, I'm having a hard time finding it. Oh, well, do you do you do you remember what it? I don't I don't remember seeing one at all. We had uh, the the um, actual commando Mandalorian commandos. That's a new. It's a oh. crew. It takes up two crew slots, but it's a device. Right. I, I for some reason I thought uh, I didn't know it was it a shoots crew. Out I two thought devices. it was a device. No, it, it shoots out two devices, and both of those devices are flying 
Mandalorians. Now, um, it's they have an attack value of two, and they have two charges on them, and they can fire twice. But if they overlap an enemy, they can strain them. I believe I have yes. that right. So, okay, before you go any further, this is going to be interesting. Because if we look at the Mandalor- the Super Commandos, the one you're talking about, that is a scum remote. But then mm-hmm. the rebels have their own, like the thing you're talking about that you equipped is a rebel card. So, and they, t- the rebel version, one second trying to find it. Yeah, it'd be really nice if they posted all of this. I'm on so Facebook now because I, I gave up. Here's the Twitter. rebel version. So, the rebel clan Ren commandos during oh, the system just, phase. Like, so, these are Clan Ren Commandos to drop a Commando Team remote. So, that's going to be a different remote than the Scum one. Because the Scum one is Mandalorian Super Commandos. But are they both Are they both basically the same? But We haven't seen it. We don't know. Oh, I, oh okay, okay. So, we've seen the Scum version of the card. The Scum version of the card is... Two initiative, as Luke was saying, after an enemy ship overlaps you, it gains one strain. Activation phase, at the start of this phase, you may relocate using one hard, two straight, one hard template. Engagement phase, you cannot attack if there is an enemy ship at range zero. To perform an attack, you you must spend one charge. While you perform an attack, you may change one eyed result to a hit result. So that's the scum one. It's exciting to think about that each faction may get their own commando unit. Well, it's kind of like it's it's a bit like the well, I don't know if it is like them, but the, you know how the separatists have their probe droid. Yes, it's a similar type uh, of thing that probably now every faction can have. Not every. Well, no, but the the separatists already have their probe droid, I believe. There's another faction that already has something like the, that, right? Yeah, this, but you guys get cool Mandalorians. <laughs> the, this well, is the cool thing, because this probably comes with the next ship we're going to talk about, the uh, Gauntlet. Mm-hmm. Oh, more than likely. And the I Gauntlet... Mean, because this is one of the ships I was looking forward to. Uh, yeah. The Gauntlet... Is you buy one ship and you get it for five factions. What? I five fact yeah. Everybody except for First Order and Separatist. I thought Huh. No, First Order and uh Resistance, I thought. Oh wait, not separate um Oh, because they're not in the right timeline. It makes more yeah, sense sorry, if it's I meant the Resistance the, yeah, the the First Order. Yeah. First Order and Resistance. So yeah. five factions. So like we saw that they had five cards with this, and five different colors. You had Separatists, you had Republic, you had Rebels, Imperials, and Scum. That's cool. So if we take that knowledge and move it to the Mandalorian cards... Oh, there's five of them in this picture, too. Yeah, because this one says rebel non-small ship. Right, right, right. 
So yeah, so they'll all have one. Like it'll be different names, but so that's crazy in itself. Like that. I think it's crazy that we're getting these big ships and they all have two agility. Yeah, the the gauntlet is like the largest ship. It is the largest ship in the game. I'm I'm a little selfishly disappointed that it doesn't have Concordia face off. <laughs> it's basically a giant fang fighter. It is, but it is so big. Yeah, the, these, these super commandos. If people haven't uh, watched all of Rebels, this isn't a spoiler. The ship shows up prominently in the last season of that. And Ezra and uh, the, the, his rebel cell, they use it for an assault on the Empire. And yeah, the, the belly opens up and like 16 of these Mandalorian, Clan Wren, basically, pop out and, and start fighting for the with the rebels. So it should be very cool. And now we need, obviously, 3D printed uh, Mandalorians floating around on the board. So uh, one of the pilots we know... Absolutely. And these... Uh... Go ahead. Uh, da, da, da. We know Bo-Katan. Yeah. Oh, I just I, got I, a message I, from Nobby. Um, oh, I see it. Ooh. And he can uh, tell us his opinion. Uh, yeah, we got a... So this pile of... Um, cards, like these pile of pilots for the gauntlet... Is is it just one for each faction? Are we going to have multiple pilots for each faction? Oh, that I don't know. I'm excited um, though for it. Just, I mean, because we know Bo-Katan. She's the only pilot for this ship shown. She is shown for both the oh. Republic and I think Imperials. Uh, separatist. Separatist. Okay. Oh, so she's a two. Okay. And she has a different ability. I'm not quite for each. sure why she's working for the separatist. But I, I like the stat line. The fact that it's three out the mm-hmm. front, it has two out the back, two agility, nine hull, two shields. Wow. This is a monster. Bigger than the ghost. Two two green dice. Yeah, it's going to be a crazy ship. Focus, reinforce, red. Target lock, reinforce, coordinate. Coordinate. Not yeah, wow. not not reinforce, but red coordinate. Um, Bo Katan for the. So it's a support ship on top of everything else. <laughs> what well, what is this? Uh, I'm so bad at seeing right now. The oh. It's like the Imperial symbol, but not quite. That's Republic, right? No, that's Separatist, isn't it? Oh, the the beige one? Yes. Yeah, that's Republic. Republic. After you yeah. fully execute yeah, a maneuver. Yeah, this one. You can go, Luke. Sorry, I interrupted you. Uh, no, it's okay. Uh, after you fully execute a maneuver, you may gain one deplete token to choose an object in your front arc at range one to two. If you do, another friendly ship may perform a lock action uh, to lock that object. The ideal thing would probably to be run in, run in there and block somebody, and then give somebody a, a lock. But it says one to two, and not zero to two. So you you have to really um, control. Uh, Control your range with this ship 
to get this ability off. But it's kind of neat as a little uh, support ship. But I don't know. I would kind of want you're you're probably paying a lot of points for this. Oh, large ship. bases. You probably aren't that want expensive. it to be firing as many dice as possible. I think and this then, one will have a decent price tag. And then the uh, Separatist version of Bo-Katan. Same pilot initiative, but they get a, before a friendly ship at range 0 to 2 activates, you may spend one charge. If you do, that ship may gain one strain token to remove one non-stress red or orange token. So you're basically, before another friendly ship activates, they're spending one charge and they can remove a lock. That's pretty good. Or if you coordinate like a reload, so it would be like a five, right? If a ship is a five and you're moving first, so you move, coordinate a reload, and then before that ship activates, you spend a charge and remove that reload. And then it does a blue and clears that strain anyway. So what, four, 404 is a four as well, right? What? The hyena. So, you move this Bo-Katan first, coordinate a reload of his maybe advanced proton torpedoes, and then give it a strain, but then it does a blue, it now has advanced proton torpedoes again, and fires away. Yeah, that's cool. Plus, you can still have, you know, that's just the sh that's just the pilot's ability. There'll be other, I'm sure, crew yeah. or tech to support your squad as well. Like, this is a great support ship that can also shoot out three red dice. Yeah. And has two greens. Yeah, that's really cool for a large base. Yeah, like what what do any large base ships right now have more than one green die? Ghost has none, the decimator has none. Shadowcaster. Oh, right, right, right. That's why the Shadowcaster is so good and uh the punishing one um yeah. as well. Punishing one? The Dengar. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I'm trying to think yeah, all the other large bases are kind of just one agility or less. So, the problem that every player is going to run into, they better make enough of these ships because five of the seven factions will need to buy this ship. Oh, yeah. Yeah, everybody's going to want one. I'll take four. <laughs> we only need one. <laughs> I don't know how many you're going to be able to fly. I mean, you it's could all fit two. Like, if it's not unique, like you probably can't fit, fly two as a separatist because the Bo-Katans are only pilot. Yeah, it depends. I would, I would assume that each faction would also get a generic, wouldn't you? Maybe not two named pilots for every faction, but it would be funny if every faction got a Bo-Katan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think that's going to happen because those are the only two initiative fours that I see. <laughs> but we don't know if they just are... Are those all the cards in the pack? No. Yeah, probably not. That's probably just a little bit. And the dial. Picture, and then they probably have another. Um, yeah. Oh, they showed the dial. They did. It is. Sure is a dial. 
Uh, these are like the least movements I've seen on any ship. Uh oh. <laughs> so it's not the Shadowcaster. So it has a stop. Less movements than an escape craft? Oh, uh, I would have to look at an escape craft dial. This has one, two. Fourteen movements. <laughs> and a those stop are, is those one. Those are rookie numbers. Let me let me count the escape craft real quick. <laughs> uh, escape craft. We got one, two, three. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. One less. <laughs> <laughs> How does a dial with a stop have an even ah. number of moves? So it has a stop. Oh, oh and a reverse. Also have and, the, a, and, a, and a turnaround, probably. It does not and have any turnarounds. The, oh, K turn. Oh, he said no. He's... It has a zero stop. It has one banks. Then all the twos. Two hard, two banks, two straight. Three hard, three bank, three straight. And a four straight. And the blues are one banks, two banks, and a two straight. Oh, not bad. Reds are the stop and the three hards. That's cool. That's good. So any other cards released with us? Oh, uh, the Mandos that we talked about. Yeah. Which take two crew slots. So we know this thing has two crew slots. At least. I bet you it has three. And that's it. I don't know. It's a big ship. It should be able to carry a lot of crew. Yeah, but it carries those guns. And then we got word of the card packs. There was wasn't there another ship announced as well? Mm, the Gauntlet and the Mando. Nope. Oh. That's it. So was there a ship announced for the card packs then? Yes. Okay, uh, that's where I saw it. So in the card packs. We have two card packs coming out. We have a TIE Fighter car card pack. Which gives us the ISB Jingoist. Before you engage, you may choose one enemy ship in your front arc at range 0 to 1. If you do, that ship gains one deplete or strain token of your choice. Unless it chooses to remove one green token. I like how they used jingoist. Big big word. <laughs> look, uh, those look interesting. But Bring let's talk about the ship everybody cares about. <laughs> no, that's why I brought it up first. Yeah. Well, care about or... Okay. Know, well, do you guys by. have anything that you want to... No, no. This is the. I think the ship coming up is the one I've been waiting to talk about. Yeah, and you have a special name for them too. But is there anything special that you could see these Tie Fighters like? Would they be part of? 
Well, they're I fours. Maybe. I mean, they're I fours. Just put them in any swarm. It like especially if anything's lower. Like put them in a swarm with Nash or something, and you have these shoot first. Now you're giving them either you're giving them strain tokens unless they remove a green token. That's pretty good. Okay, free how runner. Anyway. Okay. Um, we have Let's something that, that I kind of freaked out a bit when I first saw it. We got Rebel Fenrau. Lame Fenrau. But not just uh, Sheathapede Fenrau. We got him in the Fang Fighter. So the Fang Fighter is coming to Rebel. More like the oh, D-Fang Fighter. face off and all. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm just teasing. This is actually friggin' awesome. Uh, I am a little tiny, tiny, tiny bit disappointed. What were you the calling Rebels... him? You're calling him Lame Fen. Lame, lame Fen, because he's he doesn't have his five dice. And and Fen Rao is not a character that's in the, in the story to support anybody. So I think it's weird. But it's so awesome that the Rebels are going to get a Fang Fighter because I love that ship and anybody who hasn't flown it because it's only scum if you fl- like you're going to you're just going to love the ship when you fly it it's so much fun do you have the ability available Hadrides? I have not been able to spot it in Facebook oh, sorry darn it yeah I can't find a single picture did either of you guys find it hello 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 hey what happened? I don't I guess, know. I think I must have clicked on the wrong general. Did you hear any of that? <laughs> Man, we're having a terrible night with this. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so you guys heard none of that? Nope. And I was in this. I was in this Discord um, asking if anyone was there, and I didn't. Uh, hear I had anything. to run real fast. <laughs> okay. Well, I found uh, Fen Rao. Anyways, if that helps. Yes, that does help. Okay. So Rebel Fen Rao, the Mandalorian protector, still an I six. Before a friendly ship at range one two engages, if there is an enemy ship in its arc at range one, that friendly ship may remove one non-lock red token. And. Uh, Gorgeous artwork on the card. He's still got his three red, three green, four hull. But yeah, support support Fen at I6. Interesting. Yeah, it's a... I mean, it's not as bad as other Fen. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> no, I think this will be flown a lot. better than Chief of Pete Fen. I mean, just, just, the, uh, just a Fang fighter in a rebel list alone is... That's awesome. This is a this is a great ship. Are we going to get a Sabine in a Fang Fighter? I would hope so. Now would he get I, I, I wonder. I, I, I don't know. I, and what other pilots for for Rebels? That's uh, Oddball, maybe. Oh no, sorry, wrong wrong uh, <laughs> wrong faction. Let's get Ezra in there, and then we can have a Fang Fighter with Force. Ooh, no, thank that's you. A little too much. Uh, Nobby's up in general. Someone grab. Drag Nobby down here. 
<laughs> Hello? Good evening. Hello. Hey, how are you, buddy? Oh, all right. I'm all right. I'm uh, all, right. Uh, all right. This is a little bit different than what we normally do. Um, but we have uh, a special guest with us. We have Nobby. Welcome, welcome. Um, we just kind of pretty much um, covered most of the stuff, but we'd love to hear your opinion, and then maybe we could always um, uh, reschedule for another time, but I would love to hear yeah, your opinion on some of the new news that we got. Yeah, no problem uh, at all. Yeah, yeah so I first I apologize about that. I think uh, you messaged me last night, just uh, just after I went to bed. And then I saw in the morning having the coffee about organizing it. And then work got me sidetracked and didn't follow up on the, the timing. And yeah, anyway, firstly, but sorry about that. Uh, I'm guessing about the new stuff with um, AMG, the, 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 the news over the weekend. Mm -hmm. So uh, was, yeah, we, first... we pretty much just um, covered everything, but we'd love to. All right. Well, I, I know that you had some opinions. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, don't we all? But uh, the first half, like I said, the first half, I was like really, really rejoicing. Hey, this looks really cool. Good work, AMG, everything like that. And um, then they released the bombshell of the the the, the rounds and the the points. Oh, no, not the points. The um, the first player and the bid. So that that's been quite a shock, um, and it was a little bit of concern. Now. It's still too early to tell because the way I see it is it can make or break the game. Like, I think they're changing a fundamental of the game. And I know a lot of competitive players out there are just like, what's going on? You know, it's the end of the world. There's some people out there. I'm worried that it could be the start to the end. But at the same time, is I'm, I'm, I'm still hopeful that it could just it could just be a shakeup, which is maybe what the game needs. Who knows? Um, but they mentioned that they're doing a big overhaul of the points. It's, and until I actually see the points... It's too hard to say. So um, I'm I'm still getting over the shock. That is me. But yeah. Do you guys do you yeah, think it's going to be a good thing? I I mean, my opinion. Well, I, I saw like you freaking out in the Discord chat. So <laughs> I like the bid shakeup, but I'm the type of player, even competitive wise, that believes I'm going to use all the toys that God has given me. And if I have points and I can fit a new, another toy in there, I'll fit another toy. So I'm that type of player. So I'm like, ah, oh, that doesn't bother me at all with the bid. But I yep. fully get the bid, though. Like, I know yep. players who, like, need that first player. Well, okay, look, how about this? I rarely do deep bids. Like, most of the time, you can count my, my bid on one hand which is not really a big bit. You'll always be someone out there that's bigger. But what I worry about, and it's a chain effect, is that basically it's going to kill off a, a archetype in the game. And because of that archetype in there is not going to be in there anymore, other archetypes are going to get stronger. And we've already had a yep. really big push towards generic stuff that maybe this will be, this is this is going to basically shake up the meta. And we see, meta, we see big meta changes just when there's a couple of points changes. The fact that they're actually going to kill an archetype means it, it could be a big, really, really, really big shakeup. And that's what I'm worried about. No, and that is, I yes, I understand. But also I can see, like, okay, let's say you're flying Sunter. I mean, if, if you're flying a bid, chances are it's Sunter. Now, instead of taking the bid, you can look at it as like, well, now I can put that shield upgrade on Sunter. Now I can put this and not have to worry about that. 
Yeah, I, I, I get that. But you're, generally as an ace, is you generally want to play it so that you, you reposition don't first. get shot at. Yes. yes. Yeah, your reposition is your is your value. You're literally Not first, reposition second, yeah. I should yeah. say. Yeah, the reposition is your your tool, not your not how much hit points you've got. Exactly. Having four, having five, it's 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 a play style. Like you make one mistake and the ace just dies. Whether you had three or whether you had four hit points, it can just die because it gets focus fired or anything. What it will do though is going to make other of the initiative six stronger, like wedge, denga, even po to an extent. Yes, um, all of those and are going to be stronger. stronger Sunter is weaker. Correct, and. And because of that, it's going to be the effect of the ace archetype in the game, and the the stuff that it used to prey on is now going to be stronger. And and that's just we don't know we don't need until we see six months down the track we don't know the side effect of this change is going to have on the the, the impact on the game. And um, you know, we still don't fully grasp how they're going to do the first player. That's true. Yeah. So uh, now, and I if, would. Be, Sorry. Sorry, you're first. Oh, I was going to say, if we take, and I always, and I shouldn't, but I look at AMG's other game, Marvel Crisis Protocol, their first game, yeah. and how they do first player, it's based on activations. So the person who activates last, like, it's a player who has more activations doesn't get first player, in a way. I don't, I don't think they'll switch it. Just because it gets it gets really can be really confusing, and it can also be abused just as much. Oh yeah. As um, uh, uh, well as alternating. If you alternate, like you activate your first, like basically, what will happen Legion. is if if it's alternates, then the person that's um that's going first is just going to delay the engagement until he moves second, and it's going to be a case of doing that for both sides until um engagement doesn't happen or you know it's just it's, it's just going to get out of control i think they need to just stick with okay the first play and you play like that uh, as well because I, I remember ffg doing testing of that and they ruled that it was just too confusing um just because of a lot of interactions that can come in through and can mess things up so i don't think yep. they will switch it around i think it'll just be at the start of the game it's determined and you play on from that uh yeah i was just saying how amg has done it in another game we don't know what they're thinking um, on the upside, I will say it's not all—it's not all bad news. I do. There is one thing I want to say that I think that is good is that at least AMG have finally shown us that they're caring about X-wing. That whether the direction is different, it is. It's definitely a different direction that FFG have taken, but at least they're actually giving a, a X-wing attention. So, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Um, until I'm, I'm, I am—I am a little disappointed though in AMG yeah, because this they is kind of their did first, have... uh, their first thing that they've done. Yeah. Well, I'm annoyed because they advertised that they're going to do points. They're going to have a points update this weekend. And while they they mentioned points, they didn't actually tell us when they're doing it. They didn't update us on when the points are coming out or that we had points coming out. They just said there's going to be a big points change. I'm a little upset because of... They baited us. The... Yes. Yes. False advertising. Pitchforks to AMG for false advertising. Give us the points. <laughs> I want points. Yeah. But I, I, yeah. I'm expecting for points just to drop when nobody's expecting they could do like and just, uh, the internet's just going to explode. Oh, for sure. I mean, we put out a few fires uh, over the last few days with 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 their with their, their surprise. But um, yeah, I, I'm I just worry about the the side of the competitive nature. Like, I feel that AMG really want to push towards a different direction, and that these rules changes could have a real big impact on 
the competitive nature of X-Wing. And that's my overall, uh, I guess, worry um, down the track in six months, you know, 12 months down the time, that it's going to be less competitive because of these changes. It could be a good thing. Yeah, I can see they're definitely trying to reach out and get the new player base in and try to grow the community that way. But I, the other thing I think is that they, they need to also respect that I think the competitive nature and the competitive play has what's kept the game alive the last two years with COVID and everything like that, like TTS and the events that's going on. Look at the response from XTC and how big it was. It's because just by our human nature, we love competitive um, games. And, you know, I think they do understand. They're, the guys at AMG are War Machine guys. Like, they were some of the original privateer press people. So I think they do understand that. But I get also they like the, I don't want to say casual, but the non-super competitive as well. Yeah. And I felt bad, and I explained it wrong. I posted the exact thing in the rules document from Crisis Protocol is if the player who activated the last character during the activation phase has a priority token, they pass to their opponent. Yeah. So it actually gives, in Crisis Protocol, it gives the advantage to the person who has the least amount of characters. Interesting. I actually reminds me of someone was suggested of proposing that the first play token could be passed. Like if you have the first play token, you can choose to hold it, like at the end of the term, or pass it as also as a a change to the person of the, you know, so you can you can yeah. force your opponent to go first at a particular time. So it doesn't actually like always pass in crisis protocol. It's based on if you were the last person to activate a character. Now that's a little different because no characters have any activation value. You just choose, I'm activating this character this turn. And then the next yeah. person's like, I'm activating this character. Then, and it keeps going back and forth like that until every character is activated. And then this rule comes into play. Interesting. But it could work in a way with X-Wing that if a player has more ships or something like that, we'll see. I don't know. This, that's, I just want to post how they actually did it. I felt like I explained it bad and I wanted to grab the actual rule from the rule book. Yeah. Well, one, one, here's one actually other little bit of side trivia for you that, that the initiative, the, the bid is doesn't also affect the, um, the ace player. I know lots of swarm players that take a one or two point uh-huh. bid just so they can choose to go first player. They want the blocks, they want their actions. I, I love going. Uh. I mean, when I flew, um, my ensnare techs, like at Worlds and practicing, I loved when they gave me the first player. Yeah, because sometimes it works for your list, right? Yeah. So, yeah, there, there yeah, is lots yeah. of, uh, like, it's not just the aces that are going to be affected by it, is basically what I want to say. It actually affects everybody. And, I mean, I do think... This will improve the value of things like sense, passive senses, um, any kind of dial peaking. Cassian, yeah, yeah. Uh, I tell you, that's one we haven't seen for a long time. Oh, I've flown with my K-Wings all the time. I just haven't flown in a while. Yeah. So, as I said, there there are tools in the game that can accommodate this, and we're probably going to see a push towards those, unless, of course, those items then get put on a banned list because they're too strong now. Who knows? There's there's there's, there's, a, there's a, a chain effect that I could see happening. Um, just time is going to tell. Endpoints. Okay, guys. Absolutely. 
I hate to do this, but I have to head on off. Yep. Yeah. We're terribly sorry again. Don't worry, about money, right? It's getting pretty late here. Um, that's okay. Well, I'm glad that we got to get your opinion, and I would love to um, get a rate check if you're interested in coming back for maybe next love episode. To. Would love awesome. to. Awesome. All right. Uh, we can. Um, we've gone for a little bit, so we can start slowing down and signing off. Uh, Thanks, uh, Justice. Oh, no problem. We'll, By the we'll, way, uh, we'll I talk do, to you for next episode. I do have to thank one more time for that gift box and everything because it did get us through some of the like the power outage days that we were at our house without any power. We ate some a lot of those sweets. Oh, that's awesome! Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, like we loved we loved doing it. I love gifting. And the so. y'all's box will is a bit more delayed now because I also ate some of the stuff that I was planning on. Oh sending man, out. don't even <laughs> your, your your world is a little turned upside down. There's uh, no rush to be doing to to reciprocate. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no worries, Have a good night, guys. All right. See ya. Yeah. yeah. Have a good night, buddy. All right. Thanks, Dave. No problem. And uh, Nobby, um, for for next episode, we usually uh, record every couple of weeks. Um, so yeah, the look, next episode probably won't be for two weeks from now. That's um, fine. But, just do, do me a favor. Send me a reminder, like not like twelve hours beforehand, <laughs> like uh, like uh, like twenty four hours the night the night before. Normally, I'm up late. Um, I'm assuming that we've we've stopped you stopped recording now. No, um, uh, I just stopped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, like just sorry. I normally at this time I am home, um, or I should say in the office, and I can jump on for a couple of hours, no problem. I just make sure I schedule it around. But uh, I think it's just it just it just unfortunately we kept on missing each other. The um, when I woke up, I was like checking what time, and then I got caught.